eating disorder hospitalizations for young men has surged. You ready for this? 416% in nearly two decades, according to a new report. Joining us to talk about the report is Dr. Lindsay Bodell, who is uh, in clinical science and uh, psychopathological. Uh, Lindsay, I know I'm going to, I know I'm not, that's a big handle. Uh, you're from Western University. Uh, th- this this uh, report, that's a huge number. 416% is crazy, Lindsay. Yes, it, it definitely is. We're seeing a very um, large increase in um, eating disorder hospitalizations across this period, um, which was really from the 2002 to 2019. So it doesn't even include um, increases that we might expect um, that we've seen since the pandemic as well. So, so what's your read on this study? Because this is guys, we hear frequently the, about women in a study uh, having eating disorders, but I don't hear a lot about young guys. That's why this one really kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's, you know, really important to bring this issue to life. Um, I I think, um, you know, for us in the field, we do know that men um, and young boys do um, experience eating disorders. And I think it's important that we bring more awareness to, to this topic. So uh, let's break down eating disorders, both for men and for women here. Uh, What makes some individuals more vulnerable than others? Yeah, so eating disorders are very complex um, illnesses. Um, So for those who who may be less familiar, so eating disorders are essentially psychiatric conditions that are characterized by um, pretty um, uh, extreme kind of profiles in one's eating. So anywhere from extreme uh, restriction of one's intake to extreme overeating. Um, And usually there's some um, thoughts related to that about um, body image concerns and, and whatnot. Um, and so, um, yeah, so they're, um, oftentimes we, we think that they may be due to, um, kind of sociocultural factors. So we know that we live in societies where there's a lot of emphasis placed on, um, how we look and, and appearance and things like that. And yeah. there's often kind of an ideal standard of what, um, people might strive to, to look like, so to say. Um, and so some, sometimes eating disorders are caused as a way to um, try to match those ideals, right? So people have wanting to um, look a certain way and maybe that impacts. But um, we also know that a large part of eating disorders are actually driven by one's biology, um, by genetics, by um, psychological factors. Um, so there's a lot that actually goes into it in terms of what increases one's risk. So what falls into an eating ordered category? And it always seems like it takes somebody famous to be suffering from this to really shine a spotlight on it. But we're trying to do that here, I guess, for the most part. But what falls into a eating disorder category? Yeah, so this would be... um at least now, so some of the eating disorders people might be aware of are things like anorexia nervosa, which is essentially um, extreme restriction of one's food intake resulting in um, low body weight. But there's also other forms of eating disorders, such as bulimia nervosa, where someone may engage in um, excessive um, consumption of food intake, what we call binge eating, mm-hmm. and then try to engage in behaviors to compensate for that, meaning um, they may... Um, excessively exercise or um, engage in um, uh, vomiting in order to um, kind of um, compensate for the effects that eating might have on their body. But even in addition to those, we see lots of other eating disorder presentations. And I think um, particularly um, 
for example, in men, um, people may be, um, we see symptoms that are more characteristic of wanting to build muscle um, and kind of develop more muscles and um, get lean or, or try to decrease the uh, amount of fat that one has on their body. So they may be um, more likely to engage in more kind of physical activities or exercise that may become um, lead to the point where it's causing uh, problems to their health. I'm sure you see way more than this study, but uh, did the results of this one shock you a little bit? Because when I see the word hospitalizations in there and I'm thinking, guys, I don't usually put the two and two together. Yeah, definitely. The The number of 400 is definitely very concerning, right? Like, or, or the 400% increase. Um, that is, so definitely that is concerning. Um, I think... Um, you know, it could be a result of, of course, like actual increase in the number of cases of eating disorders. I think another reason we see these such a big boost in, in, in these numbers is actually due to increased awareness of eating disorders or that there's more people um, who are willing to seek help um, or we have become better at identifying eating disorder cases, um, for example, in boys and men. So, um you know, I think in in some ways it's yeah really important to know that like eating disorders can and do occur across um, all genders. Here in Canada, what would the numbers be? Do you think for people with eating disorders, men and women? So yeah, so across the board, um, it's estimated that um, there's over a million people that are suffering from eating disorders um, in Canada. So, so how do, how do we fix that? Percentage. Yeah, how do we yeah. how do we bring that down? Can we? Great question. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I hope my, my research and, and others um, in the field are really trying to, to tackle this in a lot of different ways in order to um, essentially uh, prevent um, eating disorders from occurring. I think it's, it takes a while, but um, I think increased awareness and early intervention are key. Um, so if you, know, you or someone you know you think are, are struggling with your eating or your body image, there are resources out there. Um, so for example, the National Eating Disorders Information Center is a great place to, to start um, to, to find some um, early resources. Lindsay, thanks for your time today. Uh, if we hear more stories like this, we're going to track you down, okay? Sounds great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me okay. and thanks for um, bringing this to attention. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you, Lindsay. So there you go. Dr. Right. Dr. Lindsay Bodell joining us. Clinical science and psychopathology, uh, path, uh, you know what? Some words you just can't say. But all I know is she's at Western University. Her areas of expertise, obviously, eating disorders, what makes some people more vulnerable than others. But it's, uh, it's fascinating. Like I said, it's a shame it always takes somebody famous. We heard of Diana's problem uh, with bulimia and Karen Carpenter, obviously, with anorexia. It's... Uh, it's, it's like I say, it's a shame it always takes something like that or to see numbers like that, 416% up. It's crazy.